Good morning and welcome to the Source of Truth podcast on this Monday morning. And we are glad you're with us as we kind of come to the other end of a storm and the snow and all that came with it. And as we start this week off together. And so we're so glad you're with us on this Monday morning and appreciate the opportunity to be part of your day. And if you're following along with us in your Bible, your phone or tablet or something like that, we're in Psalm chapter 122 this morning. Psalm 122, a passage that uh, easily can be put on any Sunday. I've heard a lot of people preach on and it's a good passage and it is very practical for today. Uh, Let's get an understanding of where it comes from and how it fits us in our current culture today. Psalm 122, verse number one, David said this, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Our feet shall stand within thy gates, O Jerusalem. Jerusalem is builded as a city that is compact together. Whether the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord and the testimony of Israel to give thanks unto the name of the Lord. For there are set thrones of judgment, the thrones of the house of David. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem, that they shall prosper that love thee. Peace be within thy walls, and prosperity within thy palace. For my brethren and my companions' sakes, I will now say, Peace be within thee. Because of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek thy good. So he starts off with the verse that we, it's often used, and it's not necessarily used wrong. In the first verse, I'm glad when he says, go to the house of the Lord. And, he, and, he, and we reference that. I've heard people do this. They reference it back to church, which we will do here in just a moment. But they reference it back to church and the, and the good that comes from being in church and all of that. And, and while that is a very fitting application, it's what we're going to talk about here in just a moment, we need to understand what it means in the Old Testament, what it meant. Because please remember, in the book of Psalms, which was obviously being written as David's writing these things. All they had was the law, the first five books of the Bible. Uh, when they went to the house of God, what we'd call church, it was different. They went to the temple. Now, here's an even more unique thing, because why would he reference the temple and then reference different aspects of the city of Jerusalem? Well, once a year, all of Jerusalem would come together and uh, for a big celebration, and they would come together for worship, and, and that's really what this is referencing. It's not referencing a standard Sunday service or Saturday Sabbath, what they would do, but it's referencing um, this gathering of all the people back to Jerusalem. So when people would come, they didn't necessarily come just for church. They'd come, and they'd come back into the city, because a lot of people lived outside of the city. So they were all coming back to the city, and it was exciting to be back in the city, the city of Jerusalem, and, and really it was beautiful. They talked a little bit about the idea that our feet will stand within thy gates. Instead of knowing it's there and being out in the farming area, we're going to be inside the city. Then it describes the city or Jerusalem's built as a city that is compact together. Many know there was an upper city and a lower city in Jerusalem. And he's describing the the very unique, specific design of the city. It was well designed. It was beautiful. A lot of the Middle Eastern cities are kind of just tents and kind of randomly built. This was built with design and purpose, which we think about the new Jerusalem when Jesus, after Jesus returns, would be even better than that. But just the beauty of the city and the awesomeness of, of the city. And so there was an excitement where gathering and coming would, would, would get together. And, and uh, in verse 4, it says, whether the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord and the testimony of Israel, give thanks to the name of the Lord, all the tribes coming together. And they talk about the thrones that are established. But then in verse 6, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. They shall prosper that love thee. And it's true. Actually, it was a promise given to Abraham when he was talking about being the father of many many nations, of Israel, ultimately, uh, that became through his grandson, 
um, came his grandson Jacob, which was, his name was changed to Israel, and then the 12 tribes came from Jacob's sons. And you say that he's the father of this. And so and he, there's a promise. They, I will bless them that bless you. Uh, anybody who loves and blesses Jerusalem will have God's blessing upon them. That's why, as in a country, I'm glad we stand behind them. That's why we should. It's, they're still God's chosen people, even though in, 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 in the biblical history, there's a pause and God will come back to them. Uh, after this season of life, we get into the tribulation and the end times, prophecy will be fulfilled towards Israel. They're still his chosen people. They're still his people. And so uh, if we bless them, they're, they're, there's a return blessing. So he, he's reminding of these promises. Remember, he was Israeli. He was the king. He would be the king of Israel. He's, he's just, in, he's talking about, we almost call it patriotism today and how much he loved uh, the city and the nation that God loves so much. So he brags on all of this, but then it all comes back again to verse 1. He says, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. And all that entailed. Now he talks about the 12 tribes coming together. He talks about being in the city around with other people. And, and that's a lot of it. The worship that would come in the temple. And the temple was another reminder of, who God, uh, of the presence of God. Remember that God would come down in the Holy of Holies. Uh, you have the outer court of the temple, then the first pot was the holy place, and then there was the holy of holies where the Ark of the Covenant was, and now only the high priest could go past the veil into the holy of holies to give the worship until Jesus died. And one of the things that happened when Jesus died is that veil was written too, because Jesus had dealt with sin, and now anybody can come <coughs> into the presence of God, which is why church is so different now than it was back in those days. So we look at all of this, and it just comes back to a reminder of how excited David was. Now, what does that mean for us today? Uh, there's a lot that are different. You know, we don't, we don't sacrifice animals as they would have in those times. We don't, we don't purchase those different animals to be, to be sacrificed to talk about the blood of Jesus because that was finished. It was completed at the cross. We look back on the cross, and, and so we sing songs about the faithfulness of God and about the fact that God dealt with us, the blood of Jesus, and, and that we sing, we sing about one day we'll see before him in the throne of God, and, and, and that we can come to him in prayer, we can trust him in these lives, and we come, and these are great reminders of what Jesus has done and the promise to his local church in this season of life, in this local church. I mean, look at all this. So I, I want to take the last couple of minutes and just look at this thought. I was glad when they said, let's go to the house of the Lord. Now, in those days, it was a temple. Today, as Christians, the Bible says we are the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in us, which we have of God, and we are not our own, for we are bought with the price. Um, the Holy Spirit lives in us. But we would reference this idea when all of the body of Christ come together into the local church. He told that Peter, upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Why is it so good and so important to come together? If we look at all of this as just a religious tradition, then I think we miss out on the importance of this. Obviously, you go to the word church. It's in the Greek word that simply means called out assembly. Uh, you can't be part of, you know, that's what it's called out from different parts of life, called out from different backgrounds, called out from all differences to be unified under the name, under the, under the, under the name of Jesus Christ, the bond of Christ. The, and you come together from all these backgrounds in the one place where those things should never make a difference, and that's church. And we come in that area, and that's one of the beauties of it, the beauty that Jesus loves everyone from every background. The other beauty is the truth of the cross, of what he did and what we can learn from it. But, you know, in Acts 2.42, I don't think I'm going to get these in order. I never do it right. But uh, the Bible tells us the apostles 
continued. He said the, the, the church continued, the apostles' doctrine and, and pre, uh, fellowship, breaking of bread and prayer. I might have got those right. But they do those four things. We kind of called them the four walls or four pillars of the local church. The, the doctrine, the truth of the word of God, prayer, the need of that, the breaking of bread, uh, communion, and then... Um, uh, fellowship, those four things, those are absolutely necessary. You see, you come together in, in that unity to be encouraged by others in the same scenario, to sing praises to God. It's the way God designed it to be, and it's supposed to be a great place. Now, Satan, he gets in and he corrupts people, and we allow him to, and there can be fighting, uh, fighting and all these other things. And let me encourage you, it can be there, and you can see, well, there's hypocrites and there's this. If you take your time to focus on all of the negatives of church, which there are some, because it's God's institution, but then he's allowing humans to participate and kind of organize it, which is where your flaws come in. If you all, if all you do is focus your attention on that, you're going to be very discouraged. You're going to find only the negative, because there are some. There's going to be someone who's, who's there for the wrong reason. There's going to be someone who's angry and bitter and not right with God. There's going to be someone who's simply there just kind of distract the preacher. There's always going to be something where Satan's trying to use or bring someone into the church for grief. You know, that's what you're looking for, or you're looking for someone who's not singing, or you, you can find that. But if you come with the goal of not looking at the negative, nine at once, but you come and say, I'm here to see Jesus. I'm here to worship Jesus. I'm here to encourage others and be encouraged by others. I'm here to fellowship. I'm, I'm here to sing the praises of God. I'm here to hear, learn from the word of God what he has for me. Not what the preacher has to say, but what God has given the preacher to say from the word of God. That's why we get together. And that's why hopefully we can connect with others who have one major thing in common with all of our differences. We have one major thing in common, and that is Jesus. And that should be enough. We can set aside our differences and our opinions and all these and love each other. As God said, you know, we love each other, even especially those of the household of faith, even more. And the unity, again, not uniformity. We're not all alike. We don't all think alike, but the unity. We put our differences aside for the common goal of, the, of God and his gospel of Jesus and his gospel, and we come together for that, and that's the beauty of it. In the Old Testament, he, David talks about the beauty of coming. I'm telling you, if you come with your heart right with God, ready to worship and ready to hear from God, here's a simple point. If you just come looking to seek Jesus, you just won't really see all the other things because your eyes are too focused on something else, and may that be our goal. And when you do that, I grew up in church. I can tell you a million bad things and a trillion good things, right? But I can tell you, on the days that my eyes are focused on Jesus, it, it is such an encouraging time. And that's what we hope for. And that's what we hope to continue to cultivate in today's day, where the world is under attack and, and Satan is so powerful today because he is the prince of power of the air. May we help develop church to be the place where people see Jesus and, and can say, just like David, I was glad when they said, let's go into the house of the Lord. May that be your desire. Well, thanks for joining us this morning as we start this week off together. I do appreciate the privilege to be part of your day. Hope it's encouragement. Hope it inspires you as you strive to walk in and in, in develop your journey in Jesus. And again, just appreciate the privilege to be part of your day. We hope you have a great rest of your day and a great week. God bless.